It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Thursday, December 16th, 2010. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. the wine gurus, top chefs of the nation. And, you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine and food enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like at stewthewineguru on Twitter and I'll read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, the videos, the articles, and the TV shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner, so look for those as well. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. I've also made a Wine 101 series of videos that can be viewed on YouTube, my website, and just about anywhere else on the Internet, so check those out. My latest is on wines of South Africa, and I highlight the Sauvignon Blanc of a fantastic new vintner, Seven Springs from Hermanus West Cape Town area. Check it out. It's a great Sauvignon Blanc. Hey, this is Sly Stallone. You're listening to Stu the Wine Guru on blogtalkradio.com. When I'm out making action pictures, I'm listening too. Right now, I'm sipping on a nice Tusca Red. No actual celebrities were used in the making of this promo. Only celebrity impersonators. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Either. Okay, I know I haven't been in a movie in a while. I got it. It's okay. I've embraced it. But when I'm not being either, I'm listening to Stu, the wine guru. Scott, you'll get your turn, okay? 
<laughs> no actual celebrities were used in the making of this promo, just celebrity impersonators. So tonight is part of my Top Chefs of the Nation series. My guest tonight is an executive chef, a TV personality, and an astute entrepreneur. He's done cooking segments on such shows as The Today Show, Tonight Show with Jay Leno, He's been on Fox, ABC, CBS, all the morning shows. He's on the Daily Buzz, which is on in 160 markets nationwide. He's also the contributing executive chef for Relish Magazine, which goes into 15 million homes across the country. The name of this fantastic chef is John Ashton, and he'll be with us shortly. Of course, the number to call in is 1-646-381-4860. Or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, Email me your questions for both Chef Ashton and I to info at stewthewineguru.com or tweet me your questions to at stewthewineguru on Twitter and I'll read them live here on the show. As always, I've opened a chat room for the listeners to go into and chat. You can also ask questions of Chef Ashton or myself and I'll check in to the chat room periodically during the show to get answers for you. Hey, hi, this is uh, John Ratzenberger. When I'm not doing voiceovers for movies or doing commercials, I'm listening to Stu the Wine Guru. I suggest you do the same. No actual celebrities were used in the making of this promo. Only celebrity impersonators. Well, first of all, I want to thank the listeners who are following me on Twitter. I love social media. I can talk directly to my listeners and my guests alike. I'm enjoying the immediacy of the medium, and I like the ability to give updates in real time. And my guests are doing the same to promote the show. So thanks to Twitter and social media. Some show notes. My next TV appearances will air in late January, early February. I'll be a guest on the Emmy Award-winning PBS show, South Florida. I'll be kicking off its fifth season, so look for that. I've also been asked to be a guest on the hit CNBC show, Wine Portfolio, with host Jody Ness. They're taking on the Miami scene and with food and, my, and wine, and I'll be showing them where to go. We'll be discussing my radio show and the wine industry. The taping finished last month. And the show will also air in late January, so check your local listings for that. I'm completely psyched for you guys to see this. There will be more TV appearances coming up, and I'll let you know via this radio show and Twitter as they happen. Also, I'll be narrating a promotional digital video for multiple Napa wine vid- uh, wineries. So I'll let you know as soon as that's complete. For all of you wanting to know what events I'll be attending so you can meet up with me, like my tweeples do on Twitter, January 27th through the 30th, I'll be a media sponsor covering the second annual Key West Food and Wine Festival. Come down, eat some great food, drink some great wine, and be sure to come say hi to me. February 23rd through the 27th, I'll be covering the 10th annual Food Network South Beach Wine and Food Festival. I'm still amazed every time I say it's been 10 years. It's unbelievable. But I have to tell you, you have to check this event out. It's an amazing event. All the cool chefs, the who's who of wine industry are there, and including me, so come say hi. Since I'm a media sponsor for the Key West Food and Wine Festival, I've worked out a great deal for my listeners, so you can purchase tickets and receive a 20% discount. So all you have to do, just use the code STWG during the checkout process, keep listening, and following me on Twitter for more information. Remember, if you have questions, I have answers. Call me at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your info at info at or get into the chat room and voice your opinion. So let me make sure now that everyone listening knows Chef Ashton's website and can get there, go there for more information about him. To learn more about Chef Ashton, go to www.johnashton.com. Find out about him, his recipes, his TV appearances, and his upcoming tour. So without further wait, let me bring on my guest for the evening, Chef John Ashton. Chef, welcome. Good evening, Stu. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm even better now that you're on the show. I got you. Happy days, pal. If it's uh, any bad reception, I'm um, I'm commuting to a charity event, so you'll have to excuse me. That's okay. So first of all, I wanted to start by thanking you, of course, for being on my show and discussing your great accomplishments with us. It's an an honor to have you here tonight. Um, I have many questions, so I'll get right to it. So Tell my listeners a little bit about growing up in Liverpool and your grandmother. 
Um, you know, Liverpool's a great port town. Um, it's a town where, you know, it's a hard town, you know, like the Bronx as such. And uh, growing up there, we never had no money. And Granny Ashton had been through two world wars. And this lady, um, you know, she used to cook for the neighbours. And my brother used to take great pride in beating the living daylights out of me. So uh, one day, <laughs> uh, when, it, when I was eight, he loved the American wrestling, this Hulk Hogan character. And he'd practice the Hulkster's moves on me. And um, I remember he, there was this move called the sleeper hold. And he had yeah. me in this sleeper hold. And I actually really did think I was going to wrestle heaven. And unfortunately, <laughs> Granny Ashton came in that day and then beat the living daylights out of both of us because she was a good old Irish lash. And then uh, whisked me off to the kitchen. And uh, that day I helped her make bread and she used to bake for five neighbors. And I just fell That's in love right. with her. I, I really fell in love with cooking. Uh, not to say that, that one of the neighbours gave me uh, 10 pence, so when I went to sweet shop, I got a bigger bag of candy than my brother. So I'm sure that helped as well. <laughs> sure. Now, I guess now, would that be considered the aha moment that made you get involved in cooking as a potential trade, or, or did that come later on? Um, I think that come later on. I, th I enjoyed every weekend going to my granny and I enjoyed that extra money because there was always something at the weekend that have something better than my brother. But I think when she went up to heaven at 13 and I kept on baking for the neighbours um, after she went up there. So from the ages of 13 to 15 and a half, I was still baking for all these neighbours by myself, the bread, the scones, and the egg custards. Um, but unfortunately, with Granny going up to heaven, I started to um, eat. No one was there to smack my hand and tell me not to uh, stop eating. And I put weight on, and I ended up going about 60 pounds overweight. And um, I was an obese child, and at that time in Liverpool, England, there was no such thing as obese children. So with that came bullying. Uh, but, you know, it was part and parcel. It helped lead into the passion what I have today for fighting childhood obesity. Great job, by the way, I have to say, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's a very big problem and, and something that needs to be addressed, uh, an issue. So so uh, I applaud you and hats off to you on that. Um, so tell us about how you got into television in the U.K. Um, I was invited on a show by accident and, you know, well, someone, I was just in the restaurant, uh, you know, because I always believed the most important thing was your customers and, you know, you have to look after them, certainly your staff, but, you know, um, when there's so many restaurants, you, when your customers come in there, they've chosen your restaurant and they've worked hard for their money and now you must work hard to earn their money. So I would always, this was years ago, out to work the tables, give the table samples of the recipes I'm working on next week and all my customers. And there was just one day I was at a table chatting with the people, just having a good laugh and joke and little did I know it was a producer from a TV show and he said, right. you know, would you, would you like to come along and go on TV? And it's not really, you know, just the thought of it made my stomach churn. Like, you know. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. I was never, you know, in school, I was the fat lad, so I always played the dog as Toto in The Wizard of Oz, you know. I always got the role of being a dog or something like that. In the band, you know, all the cool kids got the guitars and the pianos and the drums. I got the triangle, you know. So, you know. You know one would find that odd, though. I mean, Chef, it would, we'd find it odd now, obviously, hearing that bit of information because... You're, you know, you seem to be so uh, comfortable in front of the camera and so, you know, uh, lively and all that, it, you know, you think back to it and realize that uh, that was not something you initially uh, gravitated towards. Um, it wasn't at that time, though. You know, my mum was uh, full of character and she had a passion for the world and um, a, a love for the community to make people laugh and when people were down, put a smile on their face. You know, my granny, uh, a door was always open in the kitchen. You know, the neighbours would pop in, have a cup of tea, some would tell a joke and some would have a laugh and someone would tell a story about maybe Sid around the corner who's been seen up, up the local supermarket with Nancy. Ooh, a bit of gossip. You know, and I guess that's the same way when I go on TV, whether it's the Today Show or the Tonight Show or any other shows or even a live audience, I go back to like it was in Granny's Kitchen, you know, and it's... Um, that's great. I think, I think it's always remembering. One of the biggest things I think I remember, which I was, you know, a chef taught me at 16, is it's, not, it's Mother Nature who's the star, not you. You're just the maestro. Interesting. Very interesting thought. I like that. I'm, I'm going to take that one. I, I'm going to keep that one as a... Uh, I like that. Um, 
So I, I, I'm going to bounce around a little bit here because I have tweeted questions for you. I have email questions that I'm going to field at you. So I just want to let you know that's kind of the way it works on the show. Um, so what type of food do you like to cook the most? Um, I like to go with the season. You know, I, like, I'm not interested in asparagus in December. I'm interested in asparagus what's local in April, etc. So I think it's um, seasonal and simple. You know, and that, that was, you know, my philosophy of food is food is best served as itself. You know, if you have good quality ingredients, you don't have to put too much um, makeup on it. It's like a beautiful woman doesn't need too much makeup. <laughs> well put. I like that. Um, okay, so I have some a tweeted question here from Gim, Gimme More Wine, and uh, he tweeted. Uh, does Chef John Ashton like to cook with wine? And then it says, what wine wines does he normally like to cook with? Um, you know, it depends what I'm making, where I'm going, and what I'm doing. The key is wine is an ingredient. I like to form a relationship from the wine to the table. So I'm all about that. So if I'm cooking, say, for instance, a, a beef bourguignon, I want the burger, same bourguignon served at the table. So if I'm going to use, I, I believe in good quality ingredients. So rather than having four mm-hmm. courses, I'd, have, I'd rather have one good main course and put good wine in there. You know, and I believe in that relationship. If you can start the cooking with that same wine and then serve the same wine at the table, there's a marriage there because they're already family. Interesting. Okay. Well put. Um, the next question I have is a question that was emailed in just literally moments ago, seconds ago here, from Li Hao Chef from Hong Kong, China. And it says, um, Stu, I enjoy your chef shows very much. I am a chef here in Hong Kong, and I would like to ask Chef Ashton if he has ever been here, and if he has, um, has he learned to cook Chinese cuisine? Thank you both. So I want to first thank Li Hao Chef from Hong Kong, China, for asking that question. Um, for, yeah, I have been to Hong Kong. We filmed in Hong Kong, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, um, I think it's absolutely wonderful. I think it's kept to be in itself of what it was after the Brits left in 1997. And the food is exquisite. Some of the best dim sum I've ever had. And, you know, if you go to Hong Kong, you've got to have dim sum because the the noise in the restaurants is just absolutely brilliant. I had the best congee I've ever had and the best chicken and rice. Um, the street foods of Hong Kong, it's it's absolutely wonderful. It's a vibrant. And not only that, I would say I've been in a lot of ports in the United States and the harbor in Hong Kong is one of the most beautiful of them all, more beautiful than um, Sydney. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, So the next one is from Yassi Food Guy from Jerusalem, Israel. And it says, Stu, great show. I I like that you address the foodies like me with a chef show. Please ask Chef Ashton what he thinks of Nouvelle Cuisine and whether he feels with the economy the way it is, it is a viable option for diners. Thank you, Stu. Interesting question. Thank you, Yassi Food Guy from Jerusalem, Israel. Um. You know, it's there's, there's three spectrums. There's the low end, the middle, and then there's the high end. You know, Naval Cuisine has been around for a long time. When it first started in the 90s, it was great. You know, now you've got molecular gastronomy, which is sort of in the middle or clo- close towards the end of what it is. I'm not sure how that's going to go. You know, and that's the modern-day Naval Cuisine. Um, right. You know, basically, it's little bites to eat. You know, um, the problem is with liquid gastronomy. It's 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 like when when Nouvelle Cuisine first started back back early 90s when it was dead trend, late 80s and 90s. It was great, but like anything else, it enters into the marketplace and then people take it gets into the wrong hands and people abuse it. You know, and then it becomes uh, this these arbitrational prices for something that's not actually worth it. Um, I've had a little play about with it, but. It's not my cup of tea. You know, for myself personally, I want to get America cooking. I want to get families back in the kitchen. I want them to do well, have the relationship with the parents or the grandparents like I did with my granny and not sit in front of the TV and watch potty mouth chefs who are not going to really learn how to do anything. Interesting. That, Interesting. That, uh, that, um, that, that, that potty mouth chef might be from England. <laughs> no, not any American <laughs> ones. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, okay. It's like anything really, isn't it? You know, Food is it's like art. If you love it, go for it. If you're willing to pay for it, pay for it. Happy days. It's right. it's your own journey, and that's it. Exactly, and it's it's very subjective, like anything. Yeah, you know that's just the way it is. I can make something and 
someone will like it and they can make something and someone won't, you know, and that and that's that's the beautiful thing about food. You know. I will yeah. say, you know, you know, with, with food and the Valkyrie, you know, it's small little tiny portions, it's good because, you know, the human palate is like if you dive into a cold swimming pool after about you know, 30, 60 seconds, your body's going to adjust to the temperature, same as a hot bath. And the palate, after about three to five tablespoons of the same food, the sensation and the shock factor has gone away. So the good thing about Naval Cuisine is that little bit of little morsels, just like when you eat a dim sum, meze, or right. um, tapas, all these little, it's like a disco. Yeah, exactly. It gives you it gives you a kind of a preview as to what something is about. And then if you like it, of course, it's something that, you know, down the road you, you can kind of make mental note uh and say, Okay, that's something that I wanna I I'd like to eat again. Um and then on to the next course or on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah I think everything has its, its place. Cruise. Everything has its place. Yeah, um, of course it does. The the next one is from a food a food bloke forty four from Manchester, England. Uh, and it says, <laughs> a food bloke, 44, yeah. that's his name. Uh, and he says, uh, Stu, I truly enjoy your shows, especially with chefs. I'd like to ask Chef Ashton what he thinks are the up-and-coming trends in gastronomy. Um, what does he think he will be, what, what does he think will be the next great restaurant concept? Thanks and cheers to you both. That's a good question, which is kind of, you know, dovetails onto what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um... Really good question, actually. What would be the next good concept? We see more Spanish influence restaurant. We've seen a lot of uh, Asian Spanish seems to be growing for some reason. I think that's because you know the Spanish market and you know uh, is growing. So you're seeing um, Asian Spanish that's becoming more and more popular now. In there, uh, um, I hope to see more little bites restaurants, more tapas like tapas style recipes. And, the word tapas now can go to anything. It can be anything. You know, it started in Spain, yeah. obviously, in the small bars, but I think tapas doesn't have any boundaries. You know, and I think people are enjoying right. uh, socializing, eating, and having little bites to eat. So I think they're going to become more and more popular. Interesting. And, you know, on that, what do you think of the, the, the whole food truck uh, you know, trend? Brilliant. Over the moon. Best thing to happen to the colony industry. Absolutely awesome. You know, the average chef now to open a good restaurant is going to cost you a million dollars. But now you can go out for $150,000 and own your own little mobile, your own uh, food truck and go where you want and share your passion. I think it's fantastic. I love it. I was just in New York this past weekend. I'm, I'm right with you on that. I think, you know, the, the wonderful thing is, is that, there's, it, that there's so many choices out there. And that you can bring those many choices to the public immediately. In other the words, they have course. the option. Right. They can, they can go outside and they can go, wow, okay, uh, I've got four or five different trucks with four or five different types of food um, right at my doorstep practically. And, you know, and, and being here in the States where we're, you know, everything's so fast and, we, you know, we're, we're so used to, you know, working crazy hours. It's nice to be able to just walk out the door and instead of having to go and pick up something quick, you know, as you were saying, kind of a, uh, a high trans fatty, um, you know, foods that, that really are, aren't healthy as well, you know, you can go to a place and get really good food and, and pay just about the same or maybe even less in certain senses. So um, I'm all for it. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, let's see. So let me let, there, go to a couple of the questions here that we have here. Um, did you ever think of opening your own restaurants? I have investors who want to open up a restaurant, but I'm kind of happy at the moment, Stu. I'm working on a book which is um, going to be out in about two two years or something. And I'm traveling like next year. I think I'm going to 30 countries. I'll be filming in next year, as well as doing 25 live shows, you know, my live show right. across America. So my year's like pretty slammed. You know, like next year, 2011 is already pretty slammed. And it's a couple of contracts with a couple of big food companies pending, all being well to be done. So, um, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm old-fashioned or I think about the chef who taught me. Is that I think the chef should be in the restaurant. You know, if I'm going to be there, I, I right. really want to be there. And I, I, I really take pride in every single dish. And it's not, I'm not a control freak, but, you know, and I trust my sous chef on my day off, but... I just want to be there, and if I'm going to open a restaurant, I want to be there for at least the first year to give it all I can and give the team what I've got, 
you know, and everything I've learned. Of course. Um, and currently, so not for 2011, 2012 maybe. We, I, I brought two concepts that haven't been done before, um, but I don't think that's 2011, maybe 2012, you know? Well, um, yeah, I think that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, you, you know, know it's, it's just, it's what makes you happy. You know, and people always say, well, why don't you do that? You could earn loads of money. You've got 15 million readers a month and so many on TV. But I say, can you get happier than happy? I'm happy. <laughs> I mean... No, I don't think a, so. I'm, I earn good money. And, you know, I'm from a poor family. I don't need lots. I'm just happy. Right. You know, when I go when I go to meet people in little, in little parts of the country, you know, whether it's Beckley, West Virginia, or, you know, um, different parts of this, Umar, Arizona. When I meet people and I cook with them and I have a great time, it's lovely. It's lovely. I get yeah. to see real American Wonderful. people. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And you want to know something? I, I I agree with you in the sense that look, it's integral that if you're going to open up a restaurant, you have to be there. You just have to. And and I think you and naturally you want to. And so you know you can't be pulled in a million different directions. Uh, you know with a with a corporation and 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 different um, different TV appearances and tours and things that you would need to do. It just would be impossible. So it's kind of nice to know that you know you're looking down the road with something like that. And I think. Um, I definitely think everybody would respond to it. I think it would resonate with uh, the people that are listening to you, watching you, reading about you, trying your your recipe concepts, and uh, you know, I think it would be very successful in anywhere you go. So that's good to know. Good to know. And and by the way, I mean you've got a, a, a international audience listening here to you tonight, so uh, it's kind of nice. So <laughs> they've got something to look forward to. As well, as, if anything does happen and I lose the call, I will call back in because you know what these blooming iPhones are like. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I should have told I you, I was going to say when we originally talked, when I talked yeah. to you prior to the show, I, I yeah. was going to tell you to call the landline if you could. Ah, sausages. You know? Ah, well. But we're doing all right up to now, so let's keep these questions going. So happy days. Christmas. Absolutely. So in, anyway, so the next question I've got here is, uh, what is it about the art of cooking that you really enjoy most? It's the expression, isn't it? You know, it's the creativity and it's the giving. You know, I think every chef, what they don't realize is that they've got this beautiful gift of giving, you know, and hopefully they never lose that. You know, you see a bunch of ingredients, what Mother Nature gives you, and you think, well, where do I want to take you? Where do you want to go together? And it's exciting. And you take it and you give it to someone and they say, that's one of the best meals I've ever had, or you look into their eyes and they take that first bite. It's beautiful, you know. It's just absolutely yes. beautiful. Yes, yes. So I, I have a question here tweeted from Rod Phillips from Victoria, BC, and he tweeted, uh, "What are your guidelines for pairing food and wine?" Um, just a good sommelier, you know. So, ah. You know, as far as guidelines go, in in one respect, um. I've seen people enjoy red wine with fish. I've seen some people have a Pinot Noir with fish, and I've seen people just have a polyfusé with fish. And I think you've got to do what's best for you. You know, you can trust your sommelier and listen to your sommelier. He's going to be your best bet. But in the end, if you like that, you like it. I don't know what you like. You've got your own taste buds. You've got five of them, and they're dancing differently than mine. Right. Yeah. I, again, back to the whole subjectivity concept. Uh, everybody likes, you know, there's no wrong answer when it comes down to what you like with what food. Um, you, you can't do it. It's impossible, mate. I've I, I tried and I've sat there with, with, you know, sommeliers and that, and we've seen people just doing it. And, you know, if, if it feels great, but I always trust a sommelier. He's good at what he does. Sure. So tell my listeners a little bit about JA Enterprises and what you offer. I think the company, the, the corporation, what we basically do is a lot of the big food manufacturers, they'll come along and ask, you know, um, can we um, help them uh, design something for the following year? What do we feel could be the next trend? Uh, we do that a lot. I do a lot of recipe development. And then um, taking a brand, for instance, and um, helping um, it come into the uh, media place into a media place so if it's a national brand and it wants to get the experience we'll come up with a campaign to bring it uh, media awareness to that gotcha interesting that's nice and I, I think that uh, you know it kind of plays on everything that you do uh, and the knowledge base that you have just you know starting out 
Um, so if you could have changed careers and been anything else, what would you have been? Um, I think I'd be a special education teacher for um, uh, special education children. Wow, that's wonderful. That's interesting. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I used to, um, during my summer holidays, I would dedicate my time to in school, from school and to a special education school, and uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I loved uh, working with the children and handicapped children, and I think that's what I, I really, really love that. That's very noble. That's that's very that's that's great, John. That really is. Um, that's what I love. What what advice can you give to young chefs coming up in the business who would like to follow in your footsteps? Uh, at first, you know, uh, I'd say, well, number one, thanks very much for following my footsteps. The only thing I'd say is, you know, it's important to read, have your passion, you know, find out what your passion is. Hopefully, if you're a chef, food, your first passion. And then, you know, follow the passion. Go and work at the finest establishment you can work at. You're not going to get paid very much, but you need it on your resume. Oh, just... Just, just listen. Don't, don't talk back. Open your eyes and learn as much as you can, and just and read, read, read. Learn the business side of things. If you want to eventually open your restaurants, learn the business. Know what the business is. If you don't know the business, it doesn't matter. You can cook, be the best chef in the whole world, but if you don't know how to run a business, you're not going to be successful. It's a business. Um, sure. And that's the most important thing. But read, you know, go and get all the gastronomique, get the Oxford Food Companion, get uh, the science of food, you know, learn everything you can about food, the history of food, um, Food Lovers Companion. Read all of those books, and knowledge is power. Know what you're doing and know why you're doing it. Right. Good advice. Follow your, your passion. Yeah, you've got a passion. You have a passion, and you've got to follow it. And that's most important. I think that's the 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 point in that you have to have the passion first before everything else, and then of course then learn everything else that you can learn. Without the passion, you can have like you said, you can be a uh, you know you can do the other aspects of it and try to learn the business part, but it's putting the cart before the horse. So, um, yeah, I have to have a passion and purpose. The two of them, you know, the two of them work hand in hand. If you don't have a purpose, yes. you don't have a passion. If you don't have a passion, you don't have a purpose. And that's the key, yeah. it's, to, it's just to have that. And be nice, no matter where you go or how high you get up the ladder, just be nice. Someone helped you, help them. Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, it's a, it's a reciprocal thing. It's a, it's a mutually reciprocal thing. That's, that's, that's very true. So who in the cooking industry, uh, chef, has influenced you the most? Um, I'll try to get a question. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, there was a guy on the TV in England called Keith Floyd. And I just thought he was absolutely great. He was a bit of a drunk, and he'd always end up <laughs> drunk by the end of the show. And I remember one time, there was one time, uh, he said, uh, he said, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a complaint. Mrs. Jones in Surrey has um, complained that she doesn't, she thinks it's, highly unhygienic when I dip my finger in to try the sauce and he says Mrs. Jones this one's for you and he dipped his finger in the sauce and licked it and it was just brilliant I was just tickled I was totally tickled and um, he would tell the cameraman off the guy was a genius and this was in the early 80s and he'd be telling the cameraman off he'd be saying well he'd say to the cameraman don't be bloody pointing at me point at the food it's a cooking show you know and he was just smashing you know, what are you putting uh, the camera great. at me for? You know, and there was one time he made a stew on a boat, and it didn't turn out well, so we just threw it all off. He just threw it out the blooming boat. He just threw it away. And it was really cooking the show. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Poor soul died last year. It's priceless. That is priceless. What about the galloping billiards? Just out of curiosity. I thought Graham was fantastic. Graham was absolutely brilliant. Um, he's just fab. Just absolutely I kind of thought of him as like the John Cleese of, of cooking. Yeah. You know? What's that? You, you, you are correct. And his wife was wonderful because his wife produced them and she was into theater. Oh, right, right. Okay. Uh, you could, I mean, you could almost tell there was just a, uh, it was just a way about him that was very um, both comical, 
Um, but he definitely had a knowledge, uh, a incredible, incredible knowledge base, but very comical, very humorous, and and very genuine. That was the thing that was about him. I think that you know you definitely got it, got across that he was very genuine about what he was doing. Um, so, what I mean, are there particular styles of food or cuisine that you enjoy the most? I mean, eating wise. I don't mean cooking, but eating. Um. I, I probably would say I'm very partial to a curry. You know, 15, I think my whole world changed because I'd been cooking English cookery and a, a boy at school, Kamal Saeed, his name was, came into our school and he was our first international student in um, in uh, our school and he was Indian. And um, I was the boy who was getting bullied and then because this... Uh, Indian student come in, he was an of, of an opposite skin colour, so now he became the target, but we became close friends, and I remember going to his house, and I was used to making Granny Ashton's bread, which was just flour, water, yeast, and salt, and water, and uh, his granny made uh, naan bread, and she added yogurt to the bread, and she was this old Indian sure. lady, and I thought she was going bonkers. Because I said, oh, she's putting yogurt in bread. How can you put yogurt in bread? That's disgusting. And then I had this light, puffy bread. But I had these, I had the Indian cuisine, and my lips were so spicy. And I'll never forget, my lips were like Mick Jagger coming home. They looked like Angelina Jolie's lips, they did, because I wasn't used to their spices. And I'd come home, and I'd have my mouth open. I was like Billy Bob, Billy Bob the fish. What a Billy Bastard fish thing. Um, but it just really opened up my world, these old aromatic spices, and I wanted to learn more. So I'm still today, I do enjoy a curry, and I'm glad to see that Indian cuisine is starting to take off finally in America. Yes. I, I think I, I think it's first starting. I mean, it, uh, in my travels to, to the U.K., uh, you know, naturally, uh, Indian cuisine is is everywhere, and um, and it's you know, and and has been there. There's been obviously a foothold there, so people you know are accustomed to it, and and the tastes and uh, the smells and uh, uh, and um, uh, that cuisine. And so I think for uh, Americans, it's become something that that uh, is kind of exotic and new. And when I say exotic and new, I mean it's been exotic and new for the past probably decade. But I think more and more. Uh, it's becoming more uh, it, it, not. I don't want to say the word accepted because it's it is accepted. It's just that when uh, a you know an Indian restaurant opens up locally, people you know flock to it because of the fact that you know now it's now they're accustomed to the uh, the, the type of tastes uh, and the spices and the herbs and all that that are used. So, in curry, uh, done in the right way, it can can be both uh, you know it can be hot. Um, but it doesn't have to be always. You know, it can you can it can flavor food. Uh, curry chicken doesn't have to be you know hot. It can actually just it just has a nice flavor to it. So, it's an interesting thing that depending on how much you use of it, as you know, uh, can determine the heat level that you uh, end up with. But yeah, uh, that's interesting. So in, so Indian food, got it. Very very. Um, I, I can see. That. Are there any other any other styles that you like to? Are there styles that you have to cook personally yourself, like when you're home, when you're not out, you know, cooking on a tour, or you know, for people, there's just something that you uh, like you know, comfort food. I'm throwing a shindig. I'm home now um, until until the 26th. I'm actually home, which is nice. Um, and I throw a soiree at my home. So we're actually. I'm probably. I'm doing mainly Japanese on um, on Saturday night at my home. Um, so I enjoy Japanese. I think it's lovely food. It's fantastic, you know. Right. Sushi and all? And, or do you do... Um, yeah, definitely. I do some sushi. Um, I do sushi, sashimi, and then um, I'll do daikon salad. Uh, we'll do some cuttlefish. I'll lime cure some cuttlefish with a, um, a benito and dashi dressing. Uh, what else are we doing? Doing a miso fish. Uh, nice. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else we wrote for the menu, actually. About eight courses I'm doing, but they're all little morsels. So I bring all my friends sure. around, to have, and I have my Christmas party. And we, well, not a Christmas party, Christmas celebration of friends, and then we play a game of Cranium. I kind of like that game, Cranium. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's a good fantastic. Game, 
you know what, pal? It's great. It's just great because you all get a wee bit tipsy and you do the charades and you do the drawing and it's it's got all the the, the humdingers. It's fantastic, especially when you've had a few sakis. Yes. <laughs> Anything with a few sakis can be interesting, <laughs> especially games. Like they get good a- friends and a wee drinky poo. Happy days. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So that brings me to a boy, I tell you, I have to say, you, you must have been reading my questions in advance because you have led me to each question that I wanted to ask you um, almost <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what wines do you like to drink? I just had a curiosity. Since this is, you know, wine and food show, I wanted to ask at least a question of that. Is there a wine that you – are there wines you like to drink personally? Yeah, I like um, cake bread. I think that's nice. Do you like cake bread? Yes, but it's cool. Bruce. Yeah, I love. Yeah, and conundrum. I like that. That's nice, isn't it? Sure. Excellent. It's delicious. Excellent. Yeah. Quite good fan of that one. You know, I like that. That's what's okay. always in the house. I always have that in the house as a standby. So cake bread uh, would it be the the cabernets? Uh, the the. Uh, I do. Just, I just do like the cabernet. Yeah, I, like, I think their brand's good. They have got another one as well. Is yep. it Dancing Bear? Is it called? Is it the same? Oh, yeah, okay. Is it Dancing Bear, I think it's called. That's a, that mm-hmm. was delicious. I love that. Right. Interesting. Okay, so California. Uh, I think Dancing Bear, I think, is might be Australian. I'm trying to think is it, it is. I thought it was Australian. Is it? Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, I like, you know, Tahoe. Uh, is it Tahoe, is it? From New Zealand, that was very nice wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. Yes. I think, you know, I think an everyday wine for, you know, uh, my friend's Pinot Noir, David Miris, who's a dear friend of mine, and I've, you know, a lot of my friends drink his now because it's, you know, it's reasonable for a family with kids who can't afford to, you know, afford to pay higher hen. So they all like his uh, Miris Pinot Noir. Oh, yes. It's very nice, actually. You know, um, uh, you know I, I'm a, I'm it's a- good. I'm a big fan of Pinot Noir, though. It's, uh, I I I kind of go to both ends, Cabernet and Pinot Noir, yeah. reds. I mean, I like red in general, but um, me too. So, so is there any is there anyone you would love to cook for that you haven't yet? I mean, in other words, is there someone out there? It could be anybody. It could be a politician. It could be a uh, celebrity. It could be uh, you know anyone. Is there any one per- person that you say, geez, you know, I would really love to cook for this person? No, I wouldn't say cook. I don't want to cook for someone. I'll just cook with someone. So, you know, um, I'd cook with them. Because I think people who have a media soapbox can inspire other people to cook. So I don't want to have any interest in actually cooking for someone. But cooking, you know, it's almost to say, if I got a call and someone said, come and cook for the president, say, I I don't really want to cook for the president. I'll cook with him. Otherwise, I don't really have any interest. um, So... I'd probably, um, dead, if they were dead, I'd probably want to cook with Gandhi and I'd want to cook with Mother Teresa. Um, I think they would be two people, um, uh, you know, alive. Yeah, they're just just great people, aren't they? You know, I think Nelson Mandela would be a great person to cook with. You know, I mean, just the solid people, the people who have come to earth and haven't really took the materialistic approach to life, but done a lot been a lot of inspiration so I think those three you know uh, I think you know Jesus should have a good time with him in the kitchen as well (laughs) yeah yeah I think so have a good good laugh yeah no but I think I could get the groove on get them in the kitchen and we'd all rattle the pots and pans together I think it'd be great trees on the potatoes you know get out on the potatoes get Jesus doing the uh, chopping the onions you know and <laughs> uh, get Gandhi spiked, uh, doing all the spices. Could be happy to do it with curry. Could be, it could be very interesting. It's an interesting, uh, 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 well, not to say dinner guests, but people that uh, you're you're associating with to cook with. So, um, so wait, let me. I'm going to have some other questions here. I have some tweeted questions as well. I was going to go to. So, it's uh, Northwest Totem Sellers from Woodenville, Washington, tweeted. How do you feel about the trend to hire, um, and this is an interesting question, but hire alcohols in in wines for a, for a food guy? I mean, it's it's an odd question, but I guess 
the higher alcohols in wines. I guess we were talking about uh, you know the ones that we like. So uh, do you? Most of the time when I'm cooking with wine, I ignite it. I ignite it to take the alcohol out of it. Uh, sure. Out of the wine, so we're doing you know this time of the year we're doing a lot of braises because it's cooler. Obviously here in Florida isn't as cool as other parts of the country. Bless Minnesota with all the snow there again at the moment. Um, you know we're looking at doing braises and stews, and within them we see wines. So normally I'll bring it up to a boil and always ignite it anyway. So the alcohol volume is going to be burnt out anyway. Right. So it doesn't, Absolutely. It doesn't really. It doesn't really bother me that. Okay. So what was the impetus to tour and talk about cooking? Um, I think, you know, when we do the – this year we've done, I think, about 17 stops-offs on the Relish Cook Show and Expo. And we have about uh, 700 to 1,200 people come to that, which is not bad, really, because, you know, I haven't got a brand name such as Paula Dean and some of the others. Um, it's about – I, I take stage for about two hours, but it's not just food. It's about community, and it's about having a laugh, and they're up there cooking with you. Um, and it's about comedy. Although, you know, it's nice to do an interview like this because I get to be just John. I'm not on stage where I've just got to be someone else. You know, I can just be, I'm in my jeans now and in my, my demo shirt, so I'm happy days. Um, but on stage, it's about having a great time and having a laugh and celebrating America's love for food and celebrating life for that moment. And, you know, I always say, put put the, your troubles at the door and let's just have a laugh. And the show's brilliant. There's no show like it. Honest, there really isn't. I know it sounds bonkers, but I've been to all the shows. I've done all the main food shows, Aspen, South Beach. Um, sure. All, of, all, all, you know, this year it's on the Atlantic City. I've done them all. There's nothing like this show. Nothing like it. This is a place where it's good family entertainment, but it's funny, you know. Next year, I've just wrote the 2011 show. Uh, we make 25 stop-offs next year, and that's it's so funny. It's 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 it really is. And I, I'm not even being a Pinocchio. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just telling you now. It's right. funny. Some of the stuff I wrote in it because. You know, it's about having that good laugh. It's not just about the ingredients. It's about, I know, think people need that. We all do. It's the best medicine ever. Yeah. You know, everything's become too stressful now. And stress is yeah. killing people. I just watched it. I was watching a documentary on um, Netflix uh, about stress on the National Geographic channel. It's amazing yeah. the impact what stress has on the human body. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when they say that, you know, it can cause various different ailments and ills, it does. Oh, it just does. It's it, a know. thing. Scientists so, show it. Yeah. I oh, don't yeah, want that. Absolutely. I, I don't want that. And I, I have to tell you, I think that, and this is just one man's opinion, that laughter, I mean, if you've heard it, is one of the best cures. Uh, I think it's, 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 it's so needed in this, in this economy and this country and the world in general that anyone that can bring it, Anyone that can bring it to to uh, the forefront and and just get yeah. people for the, the time that they're spending with you to laugh, ah, yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing. It's a great gift, and it is a gift, by the way, because not everybody can make everybody laugh. It's great. I love it, and I love you know the thing about live is that when things go wrong, it's just smashing. We were on a show. I can't remember where it was, and I brought this um, lady who was I think she was about seventy-two years young. And she'd come up on stage, and I love her at that age. I wanted to come up and have dessert with me. We were doing a flambe, and we served it with ice cream. Anyway, we were there with the audience. <laughs> oh, gosh. We were there with you, and she, she dropped, I don't know if it was a handkerchief or something. She, dropped, she went to bend over to get it, and I sort of went to bend over with it. But as she bent over, Lord bless her cotton socks, she made the loudest noise from the back of her body. Well, <laughs> Jimmy the Cricket. The, the audience and I, it was like a lion roaring. And it was just marvellous. It was absolutely marvellous. And she said, you'll yes. have to excuse me. I've gotten to that age where it just does its own thing. <laughs> and I just loved it. And that's the part yes. where you just say, Bloody hell, I love my job. I love my job. I actually love my job, but I've got to admit, about 20 seconds after that, I was dreading my job for two and a half minutes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I can imagine it's like you don't know what to expect from the audience. And then, you know, well, then you get the, you know, the yeah. laughter. You had this large roar, and then all of a sudden the right. London fog takes over your environment. <laughs> you know, That's and you're there, right. aren't you? And you're like, oh, gosh. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm trying to cook in the tears. It was like mustard gas. <laughs> right. You have to put it on something else, and there's no dog around, you know? I said he should take her off and put her in all the cave in Afghanistan, and he'll find Bin Laden. He'll come running out if you stuck her in there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so I guess you know that's that's the thing about being able to tour and go around and, uh, and you know and and to work with people and teach people the the basics of cooking. And I, I, I want to get this out there. I want everyone listening. Uh, if you get a chance, and I imagine it's up on your website, which is www.johnashton.com. I want people to go to the website. I want them to find out where you're going to be, and if you're going to be near them, that they definitely have to go out and see you and definitely have to get that experience because I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a great thing to be able to do. Hey, and, and, and having a chance to take a look, are you going to be down? I mean, here, we're, we're practically neighbors. You're in the northern part or central part of Florida. I'm in the southern part of Florida. So I take it you do come down here at some point. Yeah. Sure, I think in February. Do you have one of those that down your neck of the woods? Yeah, when, when you, so do you know when you're coming down? Or have you already? I think it's... No, no, no. We've got a show in Stuart, Florida. I think um, February... I don't know if it's February 15th. We have a large okay. show then. I think so. I don't know if that's the media day. Um, do we okay. announce the dates? What we do is we just wait till after the holidays and then we announce the dates for the 2011 tour. Sure, um, sure. Will you be coming down to Miami at all? Um, I'll be down yeah. Miami for doing the NBC show. I won't be able to make it this year for Food and Wine Festival. Um, I got asked to okay. be a part of it, but I can't do it. I'm away doing something. I think I'm in some country. So I, actually, I don't even film it in Alaska somewhere. But I can't do it nice. this year, unfortunately. Uh, happy days, pal. You know, it's uh, I love the So Beefness Festival. I think Lee Schrager and all the team do a great job. And it's a great time Thank to you. the chefs and have a wee drinky poo and that. Um, but unfortunately, next year I can't make it because I've just got all these countries to go. Amazing countries next sure. year. It's fantastic. We're everywhere next year. It sounds it sounds fantastic, and you know, and and uh, and then that's the other thing. So everyone listening in the different countries that you're listening in, um, you'll want to definitely get on the site as of or take a look at it now if you haven't. Um, but moving forward, as Chef had mentioned, that he'll update his the places that he's going to be uh, as of the new year, and if he's going to be in, near your country or in your country, by all means, you're even yeah. sniffing distance from him. You have to get Come there. Come be a part of the film. So, Absolutely, I want everybody to be a part of uh, everything that you're doing, and I think it's I think it's wonderful. And I, you know, and I can't wait for when you get you know down here to you know South Florida because I definitely want to uh, meet up with you. And you did say that you're going to be doing uh, NBC, something with NBC yeah, down here. I, probably I, I do the Florida um, Today Show. What's it called? The show? NBC. Oh, NBC Six. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've got I'm slated for some time in January. I'll give you a heads up, Stu. Uh, I like Please the guy do. over there and Roxy and all the rest of the team. Yes, yes. I was. A, if you take a look at my site, uh, Chef, you'll see that I had done a segment with Roxanne as well on wine, and uh, she's great. And so are the people there. They're they're really wonderful, and so it's a great place to go uh, just to talk about everything, anything and everything that you're going to be doing. So I, uh, yeah, you, you'll get a kick out of watching the segment with her and I because I'll do that, yeah. uh, she's about six. She's about six foot five in heels. And I'm yeah. about, uh, I'm about five eight, five nine. Wow. So when you see the disparity a, between the two of us, what a great view you have! <laughs> you know, it's, it's hysterical. Yeah, I can only imagine, uh, pal. Jimmy Cricket yeah. over the hills. Oh yeah. So anyway, so I, 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 you know, is there anything that you want to, you know, impart with my my listeners uh, as far as events coming up or anything that you wanted to get out there? Um, no, no, everyone just cook. Just, you know, be good in your community and just cook. Cook with your family. Cook for your neighbors and give back. That's it. That's it. I'm, you Absolutely. know, I'm pretty, I'm not here to pimp anything, you know, just, just here to give, to inspire people. You know, just, just follow your dreams. That's all there is, mate. Follow yeah. your dreams and everybody. You just, you know, cooking's just a fabulous thing. 
It's a fabulous thing and enjoy it. It's not a chore. It's exciting. It's wonderful. And just, you know, yeah. get get creative in the kitchen. Take your favorite recipe and twist it. Try try sure. you know, maybe try some Szechuan peppercorn instead of some regular peppercorn. Have some fun. Get in the kitchen and just rattle the pots and pans. Have some great fun. And <laughs> enjoy the holidays, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy life, man, as well as that. You know, food and life go together like a kiss and cuddle. Yeah. Hey, a quick question for you. So you you cook with your little one, don't you? All the time. We just make congee tonight. Uh, we just made congee oh. with uh, some chicken. She wants teriyaki chicken. So uh, all the time. She's been on the Today Show with me. And uh, tomorrow yeah. night, we're actually making sushi. I've never made sushi with her, so that's going to be a laugh because um, obviously when you're making sushi, you've got to dampen your hands with a bit of uh, vinegar water. But I won't do that at first. I want it to stick to her hands so she gets used to uh, wetting her hands. Um, but I just met her in New York last weekend. We went to see the Rockettes, Mary Poppins. And the, the only disappointment I had out of all of that is she likes serendipity more than my favorite food truck. <laughs> that's the only disappointment but um, I'm writing a blog it'll be up this weekend there's a beautiful blog that's about the great. father and daughter she's four years young and she just she loves cooking she, she just adores it she just absolutely loves cooking and that's all we ever do is we're together and we cook and if you bring them in at a young age they love it you know when she was two and a half she was on the Today Show eating basil leaves and mint leaves talking about herbs <laughs> See, that's a great thing that you do, and that's I wanted to bring that out because I want people to know that if they have young ones as young as yours, uh, that they can do it as well. That they shouldn't be fearful of it, or they shouldn't be they shouldn't be oh, accepted. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Doing it, and that it's a great thing to incorporate that into their lives because it's something that they can take with them, uh, and it also opens them up to different styles and types of of foods and vegetables. So this way they don't feel, uh, you know, that they don't want to eat those things um, because of lack of knowledge about it. That they have hands-on knowledge about fruit, a vegetable, um, you know, and any type of any type of food that you want to prepare with them and make. So it's a wonderful thing that you do that with your daughter. And uh, and I and again I urge everyone to if you if you're interested in thinking about doing that to go on to Chef's site and look at uh, him and his his little one and 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 read the blogs and read all the information about how he does that. So. Well, Chef, I really want to thank you. I think it's been wonderful. I really appreciate your time. Um, I have to have you on again. I will. And um, if you will, you'll let me know as soon as you're going to be down here on South Florida, and uh, we'll definitely get together. I have to. We'll get together, and we'll and, and uh, we'll hang out a little bit and, uh, and have a drink or two and, uh, and talk about food and, and, uh, and, and cooking and all that. And I'll definitely come to see you wherever you are, uh, wherever you uh, do your tour. So, Thanks again, everyone. Chef John Ashton. Thank you so Thanks, much, Chef. You take care. Keep up the good work, pal. Cheerio. Thank you. Have a great holiday as well. That was Chef John Ashton. Uh, I want to thank him for calling in. And I want to thank everybody that emailed and tweeted in their questions. They were excellent questions. Um, I appreciate him calling in and talking about his amazing career. As always, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com and click on the link for all my wine articles, videos, and to listen to archived wine talk shows. You can tweet me questions at stewthewineguru at any time for me and uh, I guess, and I'll get you answers immediately. Uh, you can tweet them to me if you look at the roster list of guests that are coming up and, and say, you know, you want one to, to ask a question for a guest that's coming up months from now, not a problem. I'll make sure that I uh, have that question asked. As always, I say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stew the Wine Guru. So drink up, good night, and good wine.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.